0: This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Why is Everyone Yelling? Why is everyone yelling? I don't know. You tell me. Are people yelling in your house today? This is a podcast for parents or anybody helping raise kids. And my hope is that you leave each conversation with a little something you can take with you to help with your everyday life in parenting or whatever it may be. Today's episode is sponsored by Beam. And let me tell you, if you are looking for a nighttime routine, something to help yourself relax, that has a delicious blend of sleep-enhancing vitamins, minerals, nano CBD and more, you gotta check out their dream line. This is my nighttime routine. I get my kids to bed, amazing, best part of the day. I know it's like so hard, bedtime is so challenging. I get them to bed though and I crawl into bed with my dream night blend. The beam dream blend that has natural CBD in it is THC free. It's third party tested and it's the highest quality extraction. This is a warm blend which is a healthy take on hot chocolate. It helps your body and mind wind down for the night. You all can try it out and save 15% when you go to beamtlc.com and use the code LINDSAY15 at checkout. That's beamtlc.com. Use the code LINDSAY15 at checkout. All right, today you're listening to episode 25, and I'm talking with Kim Perry. Kim is a fit pregnancy coach. She helps moms stay fit during and after pregnancy. She is prenatal and postnatal certified, and she has effective workouts for moms, okay? Kim has three little girls ages four, two, and she's got a little baby that's around eight months old. And she's going to share with us a little bit about her entrepreneurship journey to founding Kim Perry co and she's also going to share with us a little bit about her workout programs for pregnant and postpartum mothers. All right, friends, if you enjoy this conversation with Kim, please leave us a quick rating and review. That will be super helpful in new listeners finding us. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Kim Perry. Today on Why Is Everyone Yelling? We have Kim Perry on the show. Welcome to the podcast, Kim. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, You're breaking your podcast hiatus for this show, so I very much appreciate that. Yeah, we
1: were just talking about how I haven't done one in so long because my children are always home and it's always loud. (laughs) So I just kind of stopped scheduling interviews for a while and now I'm like, you know what? I want to do this. Let's let's set up a time with Lindsay. We need to chat. How old is your youngest? I know you have three girls. Okay. Seven months. Okay. Baby Blake. Yep. And then I have a two and a half year old and a four year old.
0: Well, Kim, talk to us a little bit about what you do for your job. You're a fit pregnancy coach. So share a little bit about how that started. Yeah. So I actually have a background
1: in graphic design. I thought I wanted to be a graphic designer. Um, I ended up... I, I started doing it. And I was like, wow, this commute is really long. It's like, I like what I do, but I, I don't like working nine to five. And mm-hmm. it guess uh. so I was like, what am I going to do now? You know what? I'm going to be a teacher because the hours are shorter. You get a lot of vacation days and the whole summer off. Like, duh, that's the, that's the dream right there. <laughs> uh, so I actually became a teacher and I taught graphic design. That, it was really fun, but like very demanding. And What age did you teach? High school. Okay. Which, in my opinion, was a great age. You know, you don't have to help them use the bathroom or anything. And you can have like adult conversations with them. Like, but at the same time, yeah, you're dealing with teenagers. So (laughs) it was. It was it was tough, and any teacher. I never knew how hard like teachers work and how much they love their job until I became one. And mm. I'm like, wow, you have to be like really motivated to show up and stand up in a front of a classroom of kids that don't want to be there every single day. Like you really have to love your job to teach. So I have so much respect for teachers now that I've done, <laughs> I've been there and done it. Um, and I did like teaching, but after I had my first daughter, Ayla, and had to go into the classroom and continue to motivate kids to do their work. And I didn't want to be there because I knew I was missing out on time with her. And I was like, wow, is this really my passion? Like, what am I doing? Like the hours were great. And the topic, the subject I was teaching was really fun, but I'm like, gosh, life is so short. I think after I had Ayla, it was like, it was a wake up call. Of like you only have one life. Your time is the most valuable thing. Um, so that's when I really started to say, like, all right, what what else can I do? How can I, like, design a career for myself? And that next year I got pregnant and I was sharing my workouts on Instagram. Um, and I'm like, I think this could be a thing. Like, maybe mm. I could – maybe this could be it. Like, what would it look like? I have no idea what I'm doing. And then <laughs> I got certified in pre-postnatal fitness just for myself um, and because people had been asking me, like, prenatal fitness questions and I was like you know what I'd feel a lot more comfortable answering these if I had a certification it feels safer like just having that credibility and um yeah not just speaking from experience but from the knowledge and the studying that I've done so I got certified and then that year I had my second daughter Rosie oh um, I love your kids names Yes, Ayla Rosie and Blake so good Um, and I was documenting all my workouts and I started putting them together into programs um, that year. And then after I had her, I went on maternity leave. And in the back of my head, I told myself like, okay, I'm not going to go back to work after this maternity leave. I'm going to tell everyone it's because, you know, I just had a baby and I have two kids now. So I'm going to not work, but I'm actually
0: going to be starting a business. Um, were you nervous? Yeah, so it- Is that why you didn't want to tell anybody? Cause you were like, what will people think? It's always like nerve wracking to like put yourself out there like hey I'm starting another podcast or you know like I'm I really think this could be a career for me was that did that give you anxiety it's funny because yes yeah
1: of course I didn't tell anyone I was working like behind the scenes my Instagram account was anonymous for the first like two years I had it meaning like I showed my face and I used like my I actually used my maiden name still Kim Perry is not (laughs) my name oh okay Um, Yeah, so, but that's okay. Like, I go by Kim Perry. Like, a lot of my friends call me by first and last name, or did. Now my last name is changed, but I still use that name. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is, like, I didn't tell any of my friends, family, except for Justin. My husband knew what I was trying to do, but people slowly started to find me, but I was like, no, don't look at me. What if I fail? What if it doesn't work? Or, like, Um, what if I post something that I'm
0: embarrassed by, or, like... I was
1: embarrassed by everything. Yeah. Oh, it was so and I'm like but I kept telling myself like listen, I have to get this cringy first draft version of everything <laughs> out of my system and then it's only gonna get better. And another thing, um, like I was talking to you about before we started this podcast, my friend who's trying to get started. She was asking a bunch of questions and I'm like, you know, the best way to learn this stuff is to just do it. Mm. So anyways, I just started doing the thing. I just started putting out workouts and posting on Instagram and I was just doing it, having these conversations, meeting other pregnant women on Instagram and helping them and coaching them and that's how it started. But yeah, when I went on maternity leave, oh, I was so scared. I was like... (laughs) I'm not, I told myself I wasn't going to go back to work and now I have to actually pull the trigger. And I, it was, it was so scary, but I never looked back. It felt so good. And I love the motto, like jump. And the net will appear like that's just what you have to do. You just have to do it and it will work out. It might look different or take a little while, but it's going to work out. And <laughs> not telling anyone right now to quit your job. <laughs> right. Saying, if you have a goal to start a business, you can and you will. You just have to keep moving forward and taking action. So 2019 was my first full year um, not teaching and doing the fit pregnancy coaching and also postpartum. So that was like my first full year and I'm trying to think I'm like what What year is it now <laughs> and then I got pregnant again with Blake which was really fun and just such a different with every pregnancy it's like a different experience
0: so then I had her in 2020 and that brings us to today yeah I mean really when you say that 2019 that's it's really not been all that long and I'm totally on the same page as you with that like That's kind of how I was with my first podcast, my running podcast. I mean, I know everybody has podcasts now, but in 2016, it wasn't as big of a Mm -hmm. thing to do and there weren't as many resources. And I just was like, I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, I'm going to talk about doing this thing and I'm going to dream about doing this thing or I'm going to do this thing. And so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you just start. And I'm kind of facing the same thing with my podcast network and this second podcast because I know I need a better website. Like I know there are things that need to be done, but I also knew that if I invested thousands of dollars and spent all this time making all that pretty first, how long would it take for me to actually get this thing going? So like just start. Can I ask you, do you know what like your Enneagram number is? Do you have a guess? <laughs> I think I know. I, I'm pretty sure I'm a seven,
1: you think so. And yeah. it,
0: like I think that's like the enthusiast or something. yeah, like. yeah, yeah. you think so you've never taken the test? No, I have. But I'm always like, did I do it right? Like I oh. you know, am I really a six because I have this like fear thing? but um yeah. I mean, well, also like
1: a couple. you can have like a main one and then like the branches because I'm a three which is like an achiever, like yep. I need to do the tasks and complete them. And I achieve things I win at winning. I yep. <laughs> like thrive when it comes to checking tasks off a list. And then I have a, like a wing seven, which means mm-hmm. I like anything that's sparkly is like distracting me. And I see all those opportunities like we were talking about, like, oh, that's a good idea. I should do that. Um Yeah, I'm just wondering because it sounds – like I I love the language you're speaking of like you can talk about it. You can think about it. You can debate about it. But until you actually do it, nothing's going to happen.
0: Okay, so tell us about developing your programs and exactly what you offer to uh, moms who are pregnant, moms who are postpartum, um, just the scope of that. Yeah, so when it came to
1: developing them, like creating them, it was really – easy for me because I was just documenting what I did what worked for me what I had learned from other pregnant moms and I incorporated all that I listened whenever they said like oh it would be really cool if there was a schedule it'd be really cool Mm if they were all videos and it was this and that and so I just kept listening and adding to it and adding to it and I still add to it to this day and now the fit pregnancy program is three years old yeah, three years
0: which is crazy. So when you want to, like, change things and alter it, you just, like, pop in there and, like, take something oh, yeah. out and add something in?
1: Yes. Okay. And I love doing that. Like, creating is my passion. <laughs> Sounds mm-hmm. weird. But, like, like I thought I like graphic design. But it's, like, no, I actually like just making things, whether it's making an Instagram post or part of my course. Um, I like to create. It's really fun for me. It's a great outlet. Um, so... Um, that's how I created them. So I do and then once I had so Fit Pregnancy Program came first. And then I when I was pregnant, I was like, wow, what am I gonna do after I had mm-hmm. her? Because after my first, after I had Ayla, I was like, I'm just gonna get right back into my workouts because I was so eager, which I know a lot of moms feel that way, especially after the first baby, they're kind of missing their old workouts, how they used to feel, their energy, the gym time that they used to have, and that like me time. Um, and I was like, well, I really i have learned a lot and I, I know what just happened to my body and my core has been through a lot, my pelvic floor. like, mm. I'm like, wow, I could have really injured myself if I wasn't being careful. I should probably incorporate that into my postpartum workouts after I have Rosie. So I developed a plan like, in those first few weeks, postpartum, before I was even really doing the workouts, I was like, this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I think is really important. And I created this structure of like levels. So level one, and I'll I'll just go through level one until I feel strong enough to enter level two. And then I created level two and level three. So I I created this entire postpartum. Workout program while I was postpartum, so creating the programs has been always really fun and authentic to me and my journey. And um, yeah, so I create based off of the needs that I have, and I know that other moms have. So that's that. the, yeah. So that's where the programs came from, and that's currently what I offer and still add to. And I'm still doing now the postpartum program. It's called Abs After Baby. And I, I've, I've considered changing the name just because I think there's a, not a negative connotation, mm-hmm. but I mean, I was like, how do I name this based off of the end goal, but also, yeah, I'm still considering renaming it, but that's the current name is Abs After Baby. And it is not just core workouts. It's total body, lower body we got upper body cardio, there's bar workouts, yoga workouts. It's everything for postpartum moms. Um, but it is based off of, you know, the postpartum mom who just had a baby. And how is she going to do those workouts in a way that's safe and effective for her?
0: I love that you brought that up. I actually thought about that when I was looking through your programs. I was like, I wonder if she gets any scrutiny for the the name abs. And I I say that because, and maybe we can talk about this a little bit. I feel like this. there's this like... Um you're not allowed to talk about wanting to lose weight. You're not allowed to talk about mm-hmm. wanting your body to look a certain way because you should just accept it how it is. But there's this other side of that argument that's like, but wait, like it's okay to want to get your body back to maybe not where it was, but like to where you feel good and to a place where you feel good. And I don't know in as time goes on if if the language just is shifting, but um do you ever have any I don't know, comments or issues about that come up? Um yes, I have. Not in a while though. Like I actually
1: this is not a funny story, but like one of my posts was meant anything I post or talk about is meant to encourage, empower, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. inspire new moms. I would never want a mom to feel bad about herself or how she looks or feeling like she's failed because she doesn't have the strength that she used to. Like, okay, so let me just tell you the story. Yeah, tell the story. I have this post that I will repost on occasion because I, I needed to hear it when I was pregnant. My first pregnancy, I was like, oh my God, I wasn't fit before I had it. Or I wasn't, I didn't have abs. Like I didn't, look how I wanted to. I never achieved that body that I wanted before I had a baby. Now I'm pregnant. I'm never going to have that body. Mm. I'm never going to be great. It's over. I guess I'm like cashed out. Like I tried. Now I'm on to that part of life where you're not happy with your body. (laughs) And I wish someone would have told me like, you can be stronger as a mom. You can be stronger postpartum than you were before you had kids, like when you were 20, <laughs> but you can be, nobody told me that nobody told me. And I wish somebody had. So anyways, this post was about like attention, mo- future moms, like you can be stronger after you have a baby. It was like, essentially that, like your, your body's designed to do this. You're meant to have a baby and then come out on the other side, like thriving. Like you can do that. And I needed to hear this message. It was taken the wrong way by <laughs> somebody Aww. and somebody was really brave enough to chime in and just put their opinion and say this is terrible for moms you're making everyone feel like a failure um just went off and then it gave other people who felt kind of i guess the same or at least like unhappy with themselves they were like hey that girl's saying something i am too so it what it snowballed anyways one of my friends saw my post a photo of it. Someone took a screenshot of it, posted it in this like mom's group on Facebook and was like, Ugh. can you believe that? So that was like my first, like, what, it, what is that even called? Like Trolling. Troll. it was bad. And I'm like, it makes you I feel bad. What... Cause you know, that wasn't your yeah. intention. And that's what I had to tell myself. Like every day is like, listen, people who do this or don't know me. It's not like someone who, who knows me and follows me like, I think the post went viral and other people were seeing it who don't know me. Cause if you knew me, you know that it's like, n- that would never be my intention to make someone feel bad or guilty or shamed for not achieving their postpartum goals. I don't know. It just got taken way out of context. But back to like the abs thing. Yeah, I named it that because a lot of women come to me because that's what they want. They say, like, I want to feel good and I want to lose the baby weight. And, like, I never use these terms when I am trying to talk about my product at all. I never say, like, you're going to lose all the baby Mm -hmm. weight. You're not bounce back is a big term that I avoid using. Um, But I think a lot of women come to me because that's the end goal. That's what they want. But what they really need is that time for themselves and the 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 endorphins that you get from working out, and all of the other benefits that are often overlooked. And I feel like my workouts do provide that schedule, and they help you build that consistency after you have a baby. And yeah, one of the byproducts is yeah, you might lose weight, and you might strengthen your muscles. Those are great byproducts, but I think like the core of the workout—little play on words—but the core. <laughs> of the- program is to really just get you feeling like yourself again like I said having that schedule and that routine and that me time and the positive energy you get from it is really what I want to pass on and that's why I'm like maybe I should change the name but having the name abs after baby really explains like the end goal for the mom who's you know looking for workout programs so
0: yeah. I don't know. I what do you have any ideas what I <laughs> um I have to brainstorm. I don't know. I mean okay. I yeah, like full body full body workouts postpartum or I don't know. That's It's hard. Yeah,
1: it's like how do you keep it short, sweet and it makes sense.
0: Well, yeah, and you. I also think that like when you're when people are searching like that those key words might be important because like depending on what someone's searching for. Um, And I also just like as you're talking about that, it's like, you know, after experiencing four pregnancies, being postpartum four times, it's like for different pregnancies that I've had personally, like your program sounds like it would be an amazing fit for me for different pregnancies. Maybe it wasn't. And so that's kind of the whole point, though, is like not every mom desires that but if they do here's an amazing program and it's so true like (laughs) consistency is what pays the bills if you will for like getting your like head in the right place you know like moving Mm -hmm. your body consistently if i just commit to 30 minutes of something at least six days a week like something and that might be 30 minutes of walking uphill whatever it is I know I'm going to be happier and I know my body is going to feel better regardless of the size of it or regardless of what my belly looks like you know it's just like we were created to move our bodies and can I ask you something did you notice
1: like with each kid kind of like your goals might have shifted a little bit because I know with each of mine, like the less I care about what I look like yes, and I don't want to sound like I just like totally let myself go type of, and that's okay if you do like whatever, but like I just have such a different perspective on my body and my life and my fitness goals with each child I have it's like just your perspective gets greater and you're like wow our life is so short and to get caught up on the size of my butt which I want to be bigger (laughs) honestly that's like my one thing I'm like if I could change one thing about my body it'd be my butt um like I'm like and you know what I could do it I I know how to change the shape of my butt But all those deadlifts it would require so I'd have to be like tracking my calorie intake and really focusing on muscle growth and muscle gain and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, do I really want to do that? No, I want to live my life and be happy. Like, what does it cost? You know, are you exchanging your happiness in order to have a six pack and a booty? Like, I mean, if that's what you want,
0: Um, you, you just, I don't know. I just don't know. Can you relate? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, it like, if you look at the running, I was doing postpartum after my first compared to every baby after that. Um, I, it just took me significantly longer to have the motivation to run fast again and to, you know, increase my volume. And, and honestly, when I look back postpartum from my first baby, like, I was pretty reckless. Um, I thought, you know, because I was pretty young still and I just thought, oh, what, what, you know, I I had a baby. Okay, I can bounce right back. Um, And it was fine. Everything was fine. I remember being out for like a 17 mile run with the stroller, like pushing my baby at like three months postpartum. And oh, I know oh I li- literally after my first baby, I ran a marathon four months postpartum it, insane like I would have oh. never done that after my second third and definitely not after yeah. my fourth, but anyway, um i um I remember seeing this a uh, friend, he's a uh physical therapist, and he was like, Lindsay, you are." the exact patient I see with stress fractures in my office because you ramped up your mileage way too early after having a baby. And I just kind of rolled with it and thought, you know, what is, you know, it is what it is. I I feel healthy and I'm fine. And I got, I think I got really lucky not getting injured. Um, But yeah, I mean, with each child, it was like, I had less desire to get the workouts intensity up right after baby and I just also gave myself a lot more grace as far as like how I felt about how I looked I remember after my first baby being self-conscious thinking oh my gosh people are gonna think I'm like still pregnant or something because my pooch is is sticking out and now saying that it sounds so silly but like after all the experience I've had and um now I'm like I can't believe I even thought like that and but I did I really I really remember thinking like that and now I'm like well, postpartum, that's what your belly does. You just literally housed a human for nine months. Hey, everybody, a quick break here to thank Prevenex for supporting this episode of the podcast. I am a huge fan of Prevenex. They're on a mission to improve health for everyone. They have vitamins, supplements, protein powder, vitamins for your kids that are amazing. We make smoothies, protein smoothies, every day at our house using their Nurify Plus. They have chocolate and vanilla. Our household likes the vanilla the best. And they have a children's multivitamin that I give to my kids that promote eye health, bone support, immune health, increased energy, improved focus, and the best part about it is they have a give back model. So every purchase you make, they send a bottle of Supervites to the most malnourished children around the world. I love Prevenex's give back model. I love all their products. They are clean. They are effective. And if you're looking for a place to purchase your vitamins for not only yourself, but your kids as well, look no further than Prevenex. Go to Prevenex.com and use the code Lindsay15 at checkout to save 15% off your order. All right, everybody. Enjoy the rest of my conversation with Kim Perry. Yeah, you had a quarantine baby. You had like a COVID baby. What were you Was it August? Honestly,
1: or? June. So, I'm not going to lie. It was like I said, kind of nice. The the downfall was not having the same there was a couple things. So one not having like the same childcare schedule. I used to bring yeah. my girls to a home daycare 2 days a week. So I didn't get that break anymore. And My husband and I weren't able to get, like, that baby moon. We weren't able to travel. So, like, but, I mean, everyone dealt with that. But right before you have a baby, you get this, like, itch of, like, I got to do all the things that I'm not going to be able to after she comes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the newborn stage lasts a long time. And then, oh, I was like, there's just so many things I'm not going to be able to do. So I had that, like, kind of anxiety, But um, it was nice, like I said, not having those interactions with strangers, um, not having any expectations with like plans, like if my friends invited me somewhere, and I really didn't want to go, but I'm pregnant, you know, like, you don't pregnancy is a great excuse to cancel. Yep. Trans, but oh, yeah. COVID, <laughs> COVID is even better. So yep, I yep. Also, I didn't have any FOMO because I had bachelorette parties. I, I wasn't going to be able to go to because I was nine months pregnant and all this. Everything got canceled. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to miss <laughs> out. Everyone's stuck at home. Like I, am. this is great. Um, so that was great. And then, um, uh, in the hospital, no visitors, Game changer. Game changer. Anyone that's listening, if you're pregnant and you're allowed to have visitors, say no. Yeah. Don't let anyone into the hospital room. It was so relaxing. I and Plus the fact that I had two toddlers at home. My husband and I felt like we were staying in a hotel. We're like, this is, is so quiet. This is amazing. We get to like just really bond with our newest baby. And I loved that in the hospital, not having people in and out you're and you're a mess and your boobs are out and you're healing like you know what I'm talking about <laughs> like it was so nice not having people even visit like the days after she was born I know a week I- after like we didn't have to host anybody I'm like this is good people would literally just drop off a meal and leave on the Hallelujah. Porch. No like, content. That is what we should be doing for new moms all, all of the time, not just during a pandemic. Like we need to just drop food off and leave, drop a gift, drive away, like wave through the window. Like, that's all we need. Um yeah, so I I had a good experience, but I do see as a first-time mom how
0: it it feels so, so isolating. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, I feel so, so much in my heart for those moms that aren't, aren't having baby showers like mm-hmm. that. Oh, it's just like not what we all pictured for ourselves. And then the one thing I did miss out on, on my labor is having my doula there.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, she couldn't cut con- like with a mask or anything?
1: Nope. You can only have one support mm-hmm. person. And obviously for me, that was my yeah. husband. Um, so I had no doula. My mom wasn't there. I have, this is another thing that I kind of like not grieving, but like I have no pictures or videos because Blake's birth was so fast, but also like there was nobody there to do it unless we had set up my phone in the corner of the room and filmed the entire time, which I'm like, I should have just done that. Whatever. But I was using my phone for like a a breathing meditation labor app, which I highly recommend. It's called Freya, F-R-E-Y-A. If you are pregnant or giving birth soon, download the app. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot to say, but I do think it was like, I wouldn't have had the experience that I had. Like I had a great third birth. It was great. And I don't think I would have had that if, you know, uh, my delivery room was like filled with people like it had been in the past. So it was pretty cool. If you don't know my birth story, it was only me and Justin and they had, and, um, they had a, what's it called? A nurse who's not like officially a nurse yet, like a, uh, not like an intern. Yeah, I
0: forget. I know what they're you're on talking like about their it's...
1: affiliation type of thing. Yeah. She had checked me. It was like one of her first times and she measured me at three centimeters and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm about to like give birth this baby. I can't do this. Get me an epidural. So we were waiting for the epidural. It's me and Justin. She's trying to adjust my monitors and I'm standing like, because that's how I do best with contractions. Mm-hmm. I cannot sit or lay down. I had to be standing. Blake, fell (gasps) out of me. And it was just me, Justin, and this, like, intern who caught the baby. What? I can... It was epic. And I've been told I had a hypnobirth, by the way I, like, described it to people. Oh. Like, the contraction, like, the intensity of it went... Like, my body started going in circles, and... You were standing up. I was standing. And... It felt like a release, and her head just came out. <gasps> Lindsay, I'm not even joking. Oh my gosh! It was, and then my husband had to pull like the emergency cord in the room because nobody, like the nurse, did you was like, how like do we get the shoulders like, yeah, out now? I just did one push; her whole body came out, and Justin and the nurse caught her. I mean, that as I'm standing,
0: and that's terrifying too, because like it's not like that, like that, like they're all slippery <laughs> when they come out, and like the floor is so really hard.
1: Slippery. Oh my gosh. It was such an experience though. And I like that's why I wish I filmed it because I want to relive it and just like be able to show people like this was insane. Watch this. That I don't would have it.
0: Be epic. Unvi- to see. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> but like I said, like I don't think if I had a room full of people and yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I think it would have been very different. But the way I was able to like relax and do my meditations and that experience was just so special to me. So
0: had you been like late, had you been like checked in, laid in on the hospital bed and like got up to move around? Cause your contractions were getting intense. Is that, or were you, did you like, had you just gotten into your okay. room?
1: Yeah. So I, I need I more.
0: For, okay. So I checked in and they were like, well,
1: we have to check you to know where you're at. And I actually had considered a home birth. I called eight different midwives because of the whole COVID situation. I was like, I'm not like they, they told me I wasn't gonna be able to have one of those like bouncy balls that you sit on, like the physio balls because because of of COVID no doula. And I was like, yikes. Like maybe I should just do this at home. Like, and I took um, a birthing class called birth it up. I can send you the link to it, Lindsay, if you want to share it in the notes or anything. But um, so I was like really educating myself on like the female body. I read like Ina May, Ina May's guide to childbirth. I don't know if you've heard of her, but I was like, I want to do this without medications. I had done it twice before with, I had three epidurals and two births. So if that tells you anything, I just didn't want to rely on the epidural because it didn't work the first time. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so I got to the hospital and um, they're like, we have to check you. I'm like, oh, fine. I have to lay down. All this is terrible. They check me. They're like, oh, three centimeters. I was expecting like eight yeah <laughs> because yeah. when I got to the hospital with Rosie I was five so when I they told me three I was so devastated like I'm so hard. I go I can't do this screw it get me the epidural um and we had been waiting I signed the paperwork and I'm like where is it where is it where is it it was only about an hour um that we were there before I was I it like got really intense the contractions were back to back my monitors kept falling off so they didn't know how close my contractions were together um but I I knew yeah (laughs) I knew how close they were because I had the app what's great about the app is you tap it when the contraction starts and then you tap it when it stops and it plays like a different meditation like it it walks you through it like counts the breaths with you during the transact or transaction, <laughs> transaction and once you stop it's like this really calming music and a voice that's like that's that was my doula right there that app so yeah I could see how close together they were and they were like a minute and like I couldn't even talk to tell anyone that they were a minute apart and Justin was trying his best to like coach me and the nurse is trying to just adjust things and then that's when it started like my body was just like moving in circles and out she came so I don't know if she got this the um the three centimeters wrong when she checked me like she had maybe I was five six or maybe it did just happen that quickly yeah we will never know but (laughs) that's how it happened um no doctor but it was so cool because I was like wow I could have done this at home like I am capable of it it was just a really cool experience yeah very different and one for the record books like that's another thing people like you can have another I was like I don't know if I can do that birth again I don't know if I can top that that was so
0: epic like I don't want to Maybe the next one, like you won't even have time to go to the hospital. That's what was my biggest fear with oh. my fourth because I heard that, you know, the more babies you have, the the mm-hmm. quicker they come. And I, I remember after my, right before my fourth, I had ran into a friend at the Y and she was like, oh my gosh. I had an accidental home birth and I'm like, mm-hmm. and it was her second. And I was like, I was so scared that that was going to happen because there was nothing about me that wanted to do anything at home, anything mm-hmm. pain uh, med free. I'm like all about, the- no, I've had really good epidural experiences though. So um, I'm sure my, my uh, thought process of that would be different if I didn't. Um, but you know, the opposite happened yeah. to me with my number three. I, I had a resident check me and she was like, Oh, you're like nine centimeters. And I was like, really? Oh. And I, I was like having contractions, but they weren't like so bad that I was like oh, no. dying. And, um, I was like so excited because I was like, Oh my gosh, we're just going to do this. Like I get, a, I, I don't even have time for an epidural. And then, um, a nurse came in and she was like, "Oh, oh. sorry, you're three centimeters." And I was like, I, "That's what I assumed. Like,
1: that's okay, what I you know." Felt. What? I will take, I will take the incorrect measurement that I got because that is so true. Like, because you think you're there and you're like, a, "Here we
0: go." We're. I mean, they were like bringing people in. They were like, "She's gonna go soon." And then that nurse like, mm. stuck her fingers up there and she was like, "Sorry." <laughs> Oh, that
1: is not the news you want to hear. Yeah, See, that's I was, how I felt. That's how I felt when she told me. but in actuality, when it worked out the way it did, it was great. but yeah,
0: yeah, because it's tough to hear. I remember when she said nine, I was like I was really ex- very excited but also very nervous because I had never done I had never done it without you know, pain medication. So I was like, Mm. oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to feel this baby coming out of my vagina. How bad is this going (laughs) to hurt? Because I've always just pushed with, you know, the epidural and
1: it actually can I just say what happens or what what I read, I read about this happening. So I'm so glad I had done a little bit more educating myself before. But the pain, which I tried to refer to as intensity because Mm, I love that. The pain, tension, the fear, tension, pain cycle, I don't know if you've heard of it, but when you're afraid, you tense up, mm-hmm. the tension causes pain, which r- r- makes more fear in your body. So um, learning to relax, but as the, in- so I many to these are in pain just for the, yeah. the sake of the story, but when the pain gets to that really intense level and you're, uh, the baby's about to come out, the pain kind of goes away.
0: That's crazy.
1: I, even just saying that out loud, I'm like, it, It did, and it just felt like this release. That's, like, the only word I can think Uh of to describe it. Then she came out, and, yeah, it did, you know, there was, like, a little ring of fire feeling Uh when she actually came out. No tearing, no stitches. The other two times I had to be stitched, but this time since – and that's another thing I heard is, like, most people who have the birth unmedicated have no tearing. Because your body is, like, you you can really listen Um, to your body. Yes and oh my gosh I just I wish everyone could have that experience because it was so cool oh I'm, uh, I I'm now, jealous now I want to like I mean I just now I just encourage people to read Ina May's books take the birthing courses do like and there's a lot of like mental parts of labor that nobody talks about and I feel like you as a runner and myself too because I used to run like half marathons and marathons before I had Ayla like we have that endurance You know, that mental endurance that it takes to run a marathon is the same you're going to need for labor. So I try to prepare moms that way because I didn't realize that until my first labor was 32 hours and I had to keep coaching myself through it. Like you need mental endurance as well as physical strength, but both are really important. And I think it's overlooked, like the mental aspect of labor. People don't think about what, a traumatic experience it can be for moms even postpartum like after the baby comes like you still are like in shock like physically and mentally like it's a big it's a lot so I think a lot of moms if we could prepare them to you know prepare for the mental side of labor it's something that I've been more passionate about since the third birth
0: <laughs> I yeah I was thinking like I bet a labor and delivery nurses worst nightmare is someone who comes in saying they want to do natural who has done mm-hmm. no reading no Ooh. educating no prep work that on like me. what it's gonna that take be my
1: first one i was like i'm just gonna
0: fill it out but <laughs> my goal is no you need to know
1: what it's going. you have yeah you, there's so many so much preparing you can be doing
0: yeah for sure um okay real quick can we just talk a little bit about postpartum fitness and like what's safe, what's not safe? Diastasis recti, I always feel like I say that wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but what we need to be looking for and how we can safely, without rushing things, um, get back into a routine.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it, this is a really kind of tricky question to answer because every woman body is so different and their pregnancy and labor are going to be factored into when you can start working out. So that's the biggest question I get is like, when can I start? Mm. When can I start? And it's actually the answer to that is it's not so much important when you start, but what exercises you're starting with, Mm. because you can start at two weeks postpartum. I've done it, but I was making sure I was using exercises that were safe for me and my body. But some women wait two months two years, whenever you start, you just need to make sure you're using workouts. Like I said, that are safe exercises that are safe. So training your core might be a little bit different. Um, I I mean, I could give you like, I do have a guide, a free guide of like postpartum. Um, It's just my post baby fitness guide where to start, what to avoid um, exercises that are going to help you strengthen and not. Um, do any further damage. So the diastasis recti, if you don't know what that is, it's basically there is a space between, or there's connective tissue between your abs, between the right side and the left side, there's connective tissue. And when you are pregnant, that section stretches to allow room for the baby. Um, and then it depends. So here's the thing. this is It's so specific from each body that it's really hard for me to give like a straight up answer, but some women can have diastasis recti, but a really strong core Mm. and other women can have, you know, not a lot of diastasis, but their core is really weak. So it's just, it's, it's really a tricky thing. And I always recommend if you think you have some sort of diastasis or, I mean, and there are signs to look out for. What are the signs? Another thing I don't think Okay, so (laughs) I mean, coning is a big one. If you are doing anything with your core and you see kind of like a bulging going down the center Mm. line, I some people call it tenting. I yeah thought it looked like my like a dinosaur spine, like coming out of my belly. I remember when I was pregnant, I would see it with Ayla, and I'm like, whoa babe, look at this. It's so weird. He's like, Oh, it's creepy. That is bad. That's a sign that there's too much stress on your core. You either need to modify what you're doing or avoid it completely. Like, and that that would be like me washing my hair in the shower. If I lean back and I wasn't engaging my core coning would happen. Mm. So be on the lookout for that. Um, just in general, but also I think a lot of people overlook your pelvic floor, which is basically the base of your core. It's like a hammock that holds all of your organs that are in your pelvis, right? And that gets stretched out um, during, or not, I shouldn't say stretch out. It gets compromised during pregnancy, right? Because you have the weight of your Baby in there, plus whatever happens during labor. Mm. Um, there's a lot going on down there. So basically, I always recommend speaking with a PT um, if you have any concerns or if you are noticing any leaking, like if you're peeing a little bit when you cough or laugh or jump, like those are signs that you have um, maybe some strengthening to do with your pelvic floor. So there's, and I don't want to scare people about. Uh, This is something I used to think is like, oh, I need to strengthen it, strengthen it. But you also can have an overactive pelvic floor, Mm. which (laughs) uh, I don't want. Yeah. So you want to just be mindful of there are muscles down there that need to be strengthened and stretched, relaxed, just like every other muscle in your body. So, And you need cables to do that? Like,
0: like, what do we do to strengthen those? (laughs) Um
1: it's, it's a muscle that is kind of, you use it every day without knowing, like you don't think about, um, when you walk, you're using your calf muscles uh-huh. and your quads, you know, like you're, so you are using your pelvic floor to do a lot of core exercise, even just like picking up your child off the ground or going for doing a squat. you you can be, engaging it. So yeah, I think the biggest thing is just like making that mind muscle connection with mm-hmm. your pelvic floor in the beginning during pregnancy, really great time to start if, if you're postpartum, it's never <laughs> too late to start. But just making that mind muscle connection. Yeah, kegels are great. But um, I think a lot of people, and this is like not my expertise, because I have just learned so much from a physical therapist. And I just know that everyone is so specific and it is it is hard because a lot of women are like, how oh, do I know if I'm doing it right? And there really isn't a way for you to know. But if you just start being more mindful of it, uh, working with a PT, um, there are different ways. Like you could do a Kegel and do practice breathing while holding that Kegel or like lifting with your pelvic floor, kind of thinking of like lifting a blueberry, not just, not just with like, your vagina but with your anus that's what I'm like oh that's how we're supposed Mm. to be doing I'm doing it right now are you guys
0: uncomfortable knowing that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah. like everyone just like lift a blueberry um but yeah that's like a great place to start um and just learning how to engage and just like activate it like I said with that mind muscle connection is a great place to start um and if you are noticing any symptoms of um incontinence or even like having painful sex is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I've learned from my PT. Her name is Michelle. She is, she's just like the queen when it comes to all things, diastasis and pelvic floor and female health postpartum. Um, but yeah, back to the basics. Like if you are ready to start exercising, listen to your body and make sure you're using exercises that are safe for you. Um, and start small. I mean, it doesn't you don't have to dive back into the 1 hour fitness routine you had going on. You're you know, you can do something small and have those building blocks in place. Um, that's what's going to in in the long term, right? It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint here <laughs> when you are postpartum and it, little wins make a big difference. So, start small. Have some grace with yourself and just make sure you are using the workouts that are right for your body.
0: So your program, The Baby After Abs, do you, is that something you're like, you know how doctors mostly say like, wait till you're six weeks postpartum to start exercise. Are you like, you know, obviously you have to lay all those disclaimers out there, like consult with your physician first and all those things. But do you generally recommend, you know, this is a good program to start when you're X weeks postpartum?
1: Yeah, I don't really give a time. I do have a whole section in there about like, Beginning the program, when to start, how to know you're ready. Um, <clears throat> I don't. I never want to throw any date out there because I don't want people to be like, "Oh my gosh, she said six weeks is when you're supposed to start," and I'm nine weeks, and I'm like, my yeah. life is a mess. I'm just getting ready to go back to work, and I can't handle the stress because I think a lot of people or a lot of new moms like adding an exercise routine is adding more stress into your life, which is the opposite of what we want to yeah. do, right? Yeah. Like we want to just. If it's going to add more stress, avoid it. Just you got to figure out your routine a little bit before you dive in. But um, yeah, I mean, I, and I never encourage people to go against what your doctor says. That's why I always say, you know, you really want to listen to your body. If your doctor's telling you that you need more time to heal, healing is the priority, right? In the first few weeks, like, yep. you shouldn't be lifting a finger. If you have the support system and you can take as much time as you need to rest and heal, the better it's going to be for you in the long run. But I do know <laughs> there are moms out there, myself included, that had that itch. Like mm-hmm. I got to move my body. This whole laying in bed thing and not sleeping like is getting to me. I need some sanity here. I need to move my body and I want to do so in a safe way. So that's why I created it. I love and, that. Yeah. So you can really start, you know, if it is in the first few weeks, that's fine. If you need more time, that's fine too. Just whenever you're ready to start um, adding this into your routine and building that routine and having that time for yourself and um, you're ready to start feeling good again, feeling strong again, um, it's, it's up to you when you start. But the program is there when you're ready.
0: I love it. Yeah. I think that's so good. I love that you know, it's like there's no pressure, but if you do wanna do it, do it. It's it's there's yes. nothing wrong with wanting to to start getting back into the way you felt, not exactly the way you felt before, but like to not be pregnant anymore to you know, it's like, yeah. man Yeah, I think there's a lot of moms who are kinda nervous. Like
1: I felt that way after I had Ala. I was like, Oh, I gotta like sneak in a workout and I I'm not six weeks yet, but I don't want people to judge me and I don't want people to think I'm working out because I want to lose weight. Like I just want to move my body. Yeah. So uh, I wanted moms to feel okay. Like this is okay. If you want to do this, like it, just for yourself, for, like I said, your mental sanity sometimes. Um, and I wanted to give them the tools to do it in a safe way. So, uh, and everyone is different. Every postpartum journey is going to look different. So definitely giving yourself some grace with that as well, and avoiding the comparison trap. That's a
0: whole other thing we could talk about, but I know. And you can be two Ugh. years postpartum and you're still postpartum. And that's when you can start a program like this. It doesn't matter mm-hmm.
1: when. Mm. So true.
0: Um, all right. Well, there are so many other things we could talk about. I like I wanted to hear about your Amtrak ride with your girls like back from Florida and all so that so th- cool. those things. It seems so fun, but we're running out of time. So if people want to read about that, they can find you on Instagram. Yes. Kim Perry Co. I took a train. <laughs> I can't believe that,
1: it. They put your car on the train. That's like, so cool. The coolest invention ever. And I'm really hoping that they, with like everything that's going on with the pandemic and traveling, I really hope Amtrak steps up their game and like gets some newer trains because it was kind of outdated, like the yeah. room we stayed in. Um, but I'm like, this was a cool experience. And I would love to do it again.
0: But you said you left at 4 p.m. and you got to where you were going at 8 a.m. So it was kind of like you got on and then you had dinner or whatever. And then you just you kind of like you slept at night. Is that you,
1: well, you could choose to, to just sleep. sit in a in a seat, like you could buy a coach ticket, but I got us a room because I had three children and my mom stayed with us. Um, but it's, it was basically like the world's smallest motel room. Like we stayed in a closet. Yeah. <laughs> it did have four beds though, four like little bunk beds. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> but the amount of time it saved us driving and like letting the girls like you know, be able to move around and not be stuck in their car seats yeah. for a 22 hour car ride. Like it was so worth it.
0: So that does it take the same amount of time as it would <laughs> to drive? That's what I was a little bit confused by.
1: Yeah, I think it did. I actually like never sat down and did the math. Cause after we got off the train, we we had another eight hours home. Cause the train brought me to Virginia and I live in Massachusetts. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but to me it made sense to be able to like sleep yeah. that entire time, the whole family, not just the kids in the back while me driving is like wake all night. That was not gonna.
0: No, I could never us. do it. I could never do um, it without my husband.
1: Yeah, so like time wise, it made it was like the same, but the fact that we left at four p.m. and you know we traveled for a full like twenty four hours, but we got to sleep for half of it. You know what I mean? Like, like you relax- weren't
0: doing anything; you could just sleep. Yes, yeah, and a lot of people were like well, the whole
1: story behind this. Like I drove down. We with my husband, and then he flew back, and we took we took the train home like weeks later. So, yeah, all of were like, "Why didn't you just fly?" And I'm like, "Well, I had my car. Number one, number two, it's great because you can pack whatever you want. When you fly on a plane, you have to be like oh. really... and with three oh, my kids uh-uh. and the fifty pound weight limit on luggage. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. man, there was no way. And like the amount of liquids that I usually pack. So it was great. We got to pack whatever we wanted, whatever we could fit in our car. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of benefits. Plus, like I needed my car where I was going, so. Um, we didn't have to rent a car. I know we, we, you, we ended up talking about all, all my whole travel, but um, no. Yeah. yeah I talked about it more in my stories, but it was a really great experience.
0: I've thought about that. We drove to Florida for the first time we've driven with all of the kids, you know, of far distance. It, it, we, we stopped overnight. Like we drove 10 hours, stopped overnight and then drove the remaining like seven. But I was thinking about that. I was like, how could we like, I know that people fly with their kids all the time, but we just, we were so, we packed so much crap that I was like, Mm. man, we'd have to be really strategic about this if we actually Mm. flew with everybody. But if you stay somewhere where you can do laundry, it's really not that big of a deal. Oh yeah. That's, I mean, that's a must for us now. And we did, we have
1: flown as with the three kids. We flew back in October and it was fine. Like, I mean, I've had great ex- travel experiences, and I would never say like, don't travel, don't take don't, a plane yeah. with your kids, or don't do this. I'm like, every way is gonna, there's gonna be some benefits, and for it's gonna be different. What's the best for each family based off of their kids, like. Um, you know, like we both have two-year-olds, like that's probably the hardest age I think to travel with is the one or two-year-old. Yeah, the one just
0: learning to walk, running around everywhere, want to yeah, want to get out for sure. I know. My I'm thinking my boys though would love that train. I think they would think that was so cool. It was really cool. Well, okay, Kim. What's something professionally or personally that you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? I
1: would love to host a retreat for moms. Oh, I love that. Can I come? I think, yes. (laughs) Yes. Because I used to, before COVID, I used to go to, like, entrepreneur retreats. And I was like, this would be really cool if we had these, like, specifically for moms, maybe mom entrepreneurs or just moms in general. And there could be, like, different – we could start the day, like – you know with like a coffee hour and you just you can come down in your pajamas or you can get all dressed up whatever you want we'll have coffee and just chill maybe do some yoga a workout and then we'll meet back for like a some like whatever maybe we'll have guest speakers I don't know and then at night there'd be like a dance party
0: okay (laughs) if you need a a I'm gonna do this with you that sounds so fun Oh my gosh, I have all these ideas, but I'm like, uh, maybe have... like 2022. 20, yeah, it's a lot of work. I know. Well, because there's all these like, <laughs> honestly, there's all these like runner retreats and things like that going Ooh. on these days. But cool. I'm like, I do like the idea of the of it being like specifically for moms. I think that that's oh, it's really like a cool... mom
1: getaway. Yeah, I, I like sure. that for sure.
0: Me too. So that's like one of my. Actually,
1: that was, like, one of my goals last year, and it got, you know, obviously derailed a little bit. So I was like, well, I'm just going to wait until the time feels right. Yep, yep. And the stars are aligned. And, yeah, but that's also one of those things that you, we were talking about before. Like, I get nervous about I'm like, do I want to admit that this is going to be a thing for me? Because, like, what if nobody comes? What if nobody registers? I'm just, I'm like, yeah. Me and Lindsay. Me and Lindsay. I'll be the there.
0: Beach. Yep. <laughs> That'll still be really fun. Well, and I also like it because I don't want to go to, like, a retreat or anything like that where – people aren't going to like be like I my one of my biggest pet peeves is going on a trip with girlfriends and like nobody works out in the morning or like yeah. nobody I'm like I need to be with other people who also <laughs> want to go for a run or like get a workout in while we're on this trip like get the workout in get that part of the day out of the way and then move we're on to the feel fun so much better
1: you'll feel so, like I I speak for myself but I feel so much better and I'm like Way more patient with myself and others if I can just do a twenty minute workout in the morning. That's all I need, twenty minutes. But yeah, if imagine a big group of us like just doing a workout. I'm like, okay, what's next? Yeah, who's ready?
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, yeah. I'll be, I'll be uh, stalking your uh, social media to see when you pull the trigger on that. Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. What is uh, the best, most recent book you've read? Um, so
1: I do audio books. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually like have physical books anymore. It's way just more don't... convenient. I mean, yeah, because I have to read when I'm driving. Like that's my reading time mm-hmm. basically. Uh, but I love Jen Sincero. She's the author of You Are a Badass mm, and yeah. you, you Are a Badass at Making Money. I de- recommend those two books so much. But she came out with Badass Habits. Okay. And I read it, uh, I started reading it at the you know, beginning of this new year. And I think it's a great book to read at any time. But specifically if you're looking to develop new healthy habits, habits with your money, if you like basically if you want to change your life in any way and you're like feels like it's such a daunting task, it's it's a great read. And she's so light and funny and just down to earth and I, I love her. And she reads it on the audio, on the audio or audible book. Uh, so it's her voice, so I feel like she's my friend. I actually met her. I went to one of her book signings. Oh, I'm cool. Really I'm not obsessed. I'm just such a fan. She's so motivating and I, I will reread her books all the time. So it's Jen Centero, Badass Habits is the most recent for me.
0: Okay, so I've read the first book.
1: Yeah. You, you are read a the money one? Oh my no, gosh. No, I haven't bro. read the money
0: one. And Ooh, it's good. Okay. I, I will read it. I will read it. I had a little bit like the first book I was like I feel like she's got way too much sarcasm in here to like really enjoy the flow of this but maybe it would be better if I heard her reading it instead of reading reading
1: it 100% listen to her because it feels like she's talking to you and this I I do see how the sarcasm can come across a little different if you're reading it yeah oh that would be so weird yeah I haven't like I said I don't like read pages of books I just hear them so what is
0: a kid's book you recommend Oh, this is,
1: it's kind of tough because I like kids books based off of my girl's reaction to them. Mm. Um, And my middle one, Rosie loves books. She's so sweet. She will just sit down and just flip through pages all alone. And I'll like find her in a room reading a book. I'm like, oh my God, she's so sweet. And one of her favorites is If Animals Kissed Goodnight. So Mm. that's like one of my favorite. And I think I love it because of, how much she enjoys it, yeah. Um, and it is a cute. It's a cute little hard. What is that called? When of the books. The pages are like hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Is like our our books are destroyed if oh, they're paper. Yeah. So um, the board books. That's what it's called. Oh yeah. yeah. If animals kissed goodnight, That's a sweet one.
0: Okay. And then, what is your last message you want to leave with the audience?
1: For anyone who might be going through something right now just remember you have been through really hard stuff and you can do this. Like you got what it takes. You have everything you need inside of you to, to move forward and to do whatever has been on your heart and whatever you're going through. You've got it.
0: Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Hey friends. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Kim, for coming on the podcast such a joy to talk to you. And I had a lot of fun. You all can find Kim on social media. She is Kim Perry co on Instagram. You can find this podcast on social media. We are. Why is everyone yelling? We also have a Facebook group. I'd love to connect with you over there. Just search. Why is everyone yelling in Facebook groups on Facebook? <laughs> uh, Hey, Big thanks to Beam and Prevenex for supporting this episode of the podcast. Go check out that dream sleep blend that Beam has. I drink it every night. It is so delicious and helps me get to sleep. Go to beamtlc.com and use the code Lindsay15 at checkout. Same goes for Prevenex. If you're looking for multivitamins or protein powder for your family, kids' vitamins, go to Prevenex.com and use the code Lindsay15 at checkout. Thanks for being here today. Have a really great rest of your day, and we'll see you next week on Why Is Everyone Yelling?